The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and the one and only Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, I got one and only this time around. The one and only. <laughs> I and feel he, special. And he has Hello. a lot of different names. Hello. <laughs> the man of many names. Can y'all believe the legend, that we're, really. um, this, so this is episode 14? No, it's yeah, not. It is, but no, this not. technically marks one year for us because we had like that preview episode that we did as double zero. So, oh, yeah. right. So we're okay, exactly one year in this month from starting Scout on Chattanooga. Can y'all believe that? Happy Man. anniversary. That's a long relationship. Happy anniversary. This is that's special. longer than most of Whitfield's yeah, relationships. Yeah, this is, this oh is my a, goodness. Yeah, this is big time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how have you guys been? I know y'all are not looking good, but how have you been? Hey, I'm looking fine. I'm looking <laughs> fine. I'm not looking bad. I'm looking fine. Come on, Sean. Just fine. Yeah. Well, no, I'm looking fine. I'm doing great. Oh, well, there that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing great. Doing great. Doing great. So, what's been going on in your world before we get to what's up? Just before the what's up? Yeah, this yeah. is before. Just before. What's going on in the uh, world of uh, Cherokee Area Council? Well, it's just a busy season. I tell you, one of the most exciting things that has taken place and if you're a scouter scouter you'll know what this is we just had our first council campery that we've had in a long time and what that means is we got all 11 counties and nearly 80 units reached out to and connected and they all came up to skymont just a few weeks ago and we had a big camp out with activities that were all themed around well, it's basically Indiana Jones, but we couldn't say Indiana Jones, so we called it Skymont Jones. Hmm. And so they competed in, I think it was like 10 to 12 different activities. Yeah. Each troop participated and competed, and then we ranked everybody and handed out trophies. And what was really neat, we had over 300 people that came to that. What was really neat was that it's the first real result that Greg Lee and Zach McCarty and myself have seen as a result of pulling together and reassessing our programs and our alignment, which mm. Cubmaster Kyle, remember, took place late last summer. We started mm-hmm. talking about it and, yeah. and kind of working out through all of our leadership. And it was just fantastic to hear the reports of how well it went and that everybody had a great time. Was it boys and girls? It was, yep. Scouts yep. BSA. So that would be your basically 12 to 18-year-olds. So when yep. you get 300 together, is everybody... I mean, is it pretty orderly? Everybody gets yeah. along well? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they have their own campsite. So if, okay. if you know, paint this picture for anybody who's listening who's not familiar with scouting, we have about 18 different campsites at Skymont Scout Reservation. And um, each troop brings their own leadership, brings their youth, 
and camps in one spot. So it's not like a like a Bonnaroo. It's not or like something. a mishmash of yeah. So camping. They, so them. they get their own space, dedicated space. That they can do their thing, cook certain meals on their own, experience camping as they normally would, bring their own equipment. But then we have common programs and activities where they get to participate with other scouts, including the uh, closing campfire and a scout's own worship service, which we had that Sunday. So it, it's kind of like just a one big friendly competition. Like it's it's a lot of fun and a lot of friendly competition where you can earn ribbons and that sort of stuff for your unit. So can you win, uh, earn a patch? Well, if you come, you get a patch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you don't earn the patch. The patch is just kind of a participation thing. You See, earn the trophies. I, I like I like the uh, Boy Scouts uniforms because it's a lot like a NASCAR uniform, and you know, <laughs> got, you, you know, you guys know I'm uh, involved with the NASCAR world with radio, so I. I sort of relate scouting and NASCAR together. I can see I bet, that. Have you ever thought about that, Jared, how they are very similar? We both have, have patches all over our uniforms. It's, it is true. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. The only difference is, like, in scouting, they're things the kids earn. And in NASCAR, <laughs> and in NASCAR, if they have a patch, you're being paid. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was waiting on it. Man, come Mr. Kyle. I think help I us at all. Like, there can you is. Can you start uh, paying me for each knot I that I earn think. on I, on I like the NASCAR uniform? way a little I bit. I thought better. I did already. <laughs> Shh, you weren't supposed to tell anybody, Kyle. You weren't supposed to tell them. Jared, Jared, I like the NASCAR way a little bit better. Getting paid for yeah, it? Yeah, getting paid for it. Well, you know. But I get, yeah, but there's I a get sense the of other. Pride. It's important, too. That's a sense of pride. You know, we're supposed to help other people at all times gotcha. in the Boy Scouts. So, Cupmaster Kyle, how many patches do you have on your uniform? Um, well, I'm an adult, so I don't get as many as kids do. But I currently have three knots on my uniform as well as i wear a you know a patch from a recent activity that we've done and then you know i have my um council service patch and shoulder hmm. patch and all that sort of stuff so hmm. i don't know several but there's three that i wear regularly that one is a den leader award um the other one is um once you become an eagle scout and you're an adult you can no longer wear the eagle scout patch but what you do is you wear a knot signifying that you have earned your eagle scout and the same with the arrow of light i have a arrow of light patch from where i crossed over from being a cub scout into scouts bsa so gotcha all right we have a segment here on the program that we call what's up it's where we go around the studio and each of us tell one thing about what's up with us so Cubmaster kyle let's start with you today hey i finally got to go on my cruise hey yeah we we did a very quick uh turnaround cruise and just did a four day to cozumel and back and it was fantastic to get away for a few days with the family and i love my kid to death he did not want to take a break on the water slides on the cruise and he <laughs> paid for it the next day with windburn and sunburn on ooh, top of it so did ooh, you do the water slides? Good mix. no they don't sorry weston sorry weston <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know if you did those or not no. oh my goodness so um, uh you know cruises got kind of a bad rap especially during the pandemic uh did you feel safe comfortable didn't yeah. have to wear a mask or anything you you had to wear a mask uh getting on and off the boat but the mask was it was all about your comfort level once you were on the boat and in the port it was you know just what you felt comfortable with so if there was a ton of people around me i would throw a mask on if i was just walking down a hallway or whatever didn't have one on felt 
super comfortable and they don't completely fill the boats up now anymore either so there was hmm. more space to just hang it wasn't just you know people packed on top of people anymore well that's so, nice yeah did they do that on purpose or is that just kind yeah, of yeah like they a, they purposely only booked to like 65 percent. i think it is is what carnival is doing right now so oh, that's nice that means yeah. you get through the buffets a lot quicker that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> because the last cruise i went on i had to stand in line for the buffet every day at lunch when you were on a cruise i've you, never been on a cruise you so are required to eat every three hours whether you need to or not oh yeah if you're on a diet that <laughs> so, is not the place to go yeah <laughs> three mean, hours you can yeah, every eat three non-stop yeah. i'm talking 24 7 if you want to my lord and you can drink the same if you want i mean this place never slows down no wow constantly wow yeah. well it sounds like a lot of fun kyle yeah it was a blast and then i'm super excited just because we're a couple of weeks away from our cobbleery where yeah it's gonna that's be right the search for scout spirit and i just found out <laughs> Uh, at our last scout meeting that we have over 40 participants going with us between kids oh, wow. and parents that's so fantastic we're super excited are they registered they are yeah really mm-hmm. okay i believe so good i thought i'd catch you on that one there no they hey, should you be can't registered get nothing bass past cub master kyle i can't he's they, on it today they paid me for food so i would hope that they're registered with the council or <laughs> otherwise we're gonna get to eat their food too so. oh my goodness yeah wow wow well glad you had a great vacation when's the next one planned uh i don't know we'll find i, I we'll figured see. you had another one already on the schedule no i i got a lot of scouting stuff on the schedule coming up with the cubbery and then um, we'll be having our Cub Scout graduation in May where they go to their the next rank den. And then also we're going to be doing um, Cub and Weebelow's summer camp as well. So, you know, I got to plan another regular vacation in all of that. But, <laughs> you know, a few days at Skymont with Cub Scouts, that it, that's a bit of a vacation for me. I love Skymont because my cell phone doesn't work up there. So it's a nice yeah, I can't get a hold of escape you. from reality. I can't I can't text you and be like, hey, come Master Kyle. Yeah, sorry. X, Y, Z. You're like, <laughs> it's, it's you, you're going into a, a communication black zone. That's right. Black hole. All right. CEO Jared Pickens, what's up with you? Okay, I've been thinking about this because I think the last couple of times you've asked me this question about what's up. And, and I'm not getting the, the feeling like you feel like I'm being personal enough with my what's up. No, I thought you've always done very well. Okay. So stop that, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle is showing me a picture. The Chattanooga that's, Fitness that's Expo. Sean's, that is Sean's what's up. Is Chattanooga what you're Fitness about to, Expo, June yeah. 4th. Embassy Suites. <laughs> ChattanoogaFitnessExpo.com. Okay, we got okay, there you go. Sean, out of the way. For those of you who don't know, Sean is uh, he's a, uh, a bodybuilder. Sean's a bodybuilder. Right? Is that uh, how well, you? I, I'm, I'm wouldn't be one to be competing, but yeah, it's been a passion of mine for over three three decades. And, and I'm in the gym all the time. Yeah. When we're talking, if you're if you were like relating bodybuilding to construction, these guys are like hardcore construction people, and he's like a Lego set erector. <laughs> type. That's terrible. That's terrible, Kyle. All right, hold on. Let me condense this down. Oh my God. Let me, con- let me condense this down. If you are a normal-bodied person like Jared Pickens, and you look at Sean Whitfield, he looks like he's heck of fit. Okay, Kyle Muscular, is like a wobbles strong. I played with when I was a kid. Oh my lord. We have derailed. We have derailed. Okay, back to my. I had to do 
one little punch. So, <laughs> so just recapping how we got to this point, Cubmaster Kyle was holding up a promotional image from this what's it again Chattanooga Sean? Fitness Expo and that's what got com. us off track <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay For more information oh, so man. back to the what's up I felt like I wasn't being personal enough and you know Kyle he basically shared his heart and passion of vinyl records with us on the last one so <laughs> I've been planning for my what's up Liverpool this better be good or you're going to disappoint us Liverpool Football Club <laughs> for those of you who don't know Michael Walton, one of our previous guests on the show from Green Space, mm-hmm. a shout out to Michael. He knows this, but I'm a huge soccer fan. And about 15 years ago, I had to choose a team to support and a league to support because MLS at the time wasn't that developed in the United States like it is. Austin and Charlotte and Nashville didn't have clubs, et cetera. I don't think, think Atlanta had a club at the time. And so I chose, okay, I'm going to support the English Premier League in England and I got to pick a team. And I had it narrowed down between several teams. I ended up choosing Liverpool Football Club and I'm an avid fan. And I even watch Liverpool Football Club on Saturdays and Sundays if I have time sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoy it. And we have been going through a, a real slump. So the the you know 2010s and on was kind of a big slump. 2000s were pretty good. Big slump 2010s. And now we're back. We're back. And we just finished winning a cup competition called the Carabao Cup. We're in our second cup final, the FA Cup final, um, here this spring, and we're still alive in the Champions League and the Premier League, and so I'm really excited about that. So, here's the end of my what's up. If you are a supporter of Liverpool Football Club, let us know at the podcast. Alternatively, if you're a fan of other soccer clubs, just let me know in general, and we can talk soccer. And if you've that never good, heard right, of Sean? the Liverpool Football Club, <laughs> Texas is just say, "Hey, I enjoy the podcast." That's right. And Kyle, how do they do? How do they let us know all these things? Oh, it's easy. You just email Jared.pickens <laughs> at scouting.org. Jared.pickens and, and what's Jared's cell number? Oh, it's uh, uh huh, yeah, four two three six one five eight eight nine. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you put all that planning into today's. Uh, what's up? Thanks, Sean. Thank you so, so much for that. So, it's, but is it exciting time for um, for my soccer team that I support? I will give them a round of applause. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You I already mean, gave it more than it deserved. Sean already talked about. <laughs> Sean already talked about NASCAR. He brought up NASCAR. Uh, so what's up with you, yeah, Sean? Okay. Sean, I, and you I told us you, that man. You, were, you told us that you were getting married for two months in a row. Now, so. <laughs> no, no, that I, was I, a lot of what's up. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go there. I, I'm going to share something that is a little more personal and maybe somebody can uh, listen to today's podcast coming away with uh, something from what I'm about to say. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, Just recently, a lady by the name of Kelly McCoy, she was a big name in Chattanooga Radio Mm -hmm. for well over 35 years, did middays on a a radio station here in Chattanooga, KZ106. And I first met Kelly back in the mid to late 90s lady that was full of kindness huge heart sweet as she could be and i remember the first time i ever met her i didn't think she would know who i was i certainly knew who she was and she knew who i was she treated me you know like we had known each other for a long time made a big impression on me and back then i was in my mid to late 20s and over the years i whenever i've seen her she's always gone on her way to speak 
we've had some close mutual friends in the radio community that would bring us back together in group settings and so she passed away uh this week and i was reflecting back on that and i was thinking about we all have those relationships with people some close some distant that we take for granted and we don't reflect in how much those people mean to us and how important they are to us and i think sometimes we need to pause and we need to let people know how much they mean to us how important they are to us because they could be gone tomorrow there's no guarantee any one of us are going to be here beyond today and i want to leave everybody with this A, a wise man told me one time he says always keep a smile on your face because you're living someone else's dream always keep a smile on your face because you're living someone else's dream so on those days that you think that you're having a hard time life's not as good as you wish your life was compared to somebody else especially a lot of us we get on social media and we start looking at how someone else is living we go oh man you know we wish we had their life we wish we had their career we got to do all the cool things they do well just remember somebody else is looking at you and thinking that same thing so be thankful for what you have and be sure and let your friends know just how important they are to you wow wow that's like we don't even need a cub master minute today <laughs> that was deep and, oh, and excellent well it, it's something that's been on my mind and i thought i would share today that's that is important thank yeah. you sean that was You're great welcome. well you know speaking of reflection today is our one year anniversary of doing this and our guest is kind of a reflection of how our podcast has developed we talked to rich mazingo on our very first like official episode one year ago and we're about to talk to him today so mm-hmm. and talk about someone who lives just incredibly as an individual positive person every time i interact with rich um, it makes me feel better about everything that's going on absolutely and so i'm, I'm proud we can support him today a little bit and some of their efforts at the chattanooga lookouts baseball team um, by having what are we calling it kyle the scouting report scouting report <laughs> well you, you know you you bring up a valid point about rich mazingo rich is not only a role model to everybody in the business community but he's a role model to everybody out there listening mm-hmm. no matter what your age is because rich is just an all-around outstanding guy so let me tell you a quick story about rich before we we bring him on the show and then y'all can tell him i told you this um when we're off air so i i went and, and uh, met up with rich last week and rich is as both of you know very he's a very honest and blunt person which i appreciate about him so after we were done you know this is like the second or third time we've gotten together and and uh after we were done talking i said hey so you know we need to do this again and he was like, oh, yeah, man, this would be great. I said, yeah, what are the chances we do this again, just like this? He's like, 50-50. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'll turn it over to Sean to, uh, to take us to the next section. All right, well, we'll take a break on that note. It's time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Woodfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. There are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will
will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence and to navigate the world with confidence too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in. For more than a hundred years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Woodfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And it is my pleasure to introduce our next guest. And before I do, what is the uh, segment coming up, uh, Cubmaster Kyle, that we're about to do? Scouting Report. The Scouting Report. Scouting Report. I thought you were going to something with a little more thunder. No, I'm... <laughs> Put some thunder I'm in I'm a it. little... So we'll start this interview... Oh, no. ...by my screw-up. You're just going to fall on the sword just, yeah, at the no, very I'm beginning? Yeah, I'm just going to... Yeah, just right here at the beginning. We have our buddy, uh, the president of the Chattanooga Lookouts, Rich Mazingo, part yeah. owner now. Yes. Woo! In fact, it's true. Is, it is owner. your Chattanooga Lookouts. Are. Yeah. Are do you have a little do you, like do you carry around a sign or do you have a sign <laughs> in your front yard? No, I, have sti- I have stickers on the side of my car, but yeah, nothing, oh, nothing okay. more than that. Gotcha. Okay, so okay. back to the falling on the sword, Kyle. So, I um, is it the Spanish Heritage Game? It's Copa, it? yeah. It's a yeah. Spanish Heritage Game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, the lookouts have a special uniform every year, <laughs> and I have the hat, and I love the hat, and it's blue and like this green yellow mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's the Mon- La Montañas 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 Las Montañas mm-hmm. and <laughs> until literally minutes ago I thought that it was the bananas <laughs> so anytime somebody would ask me about the hat <laughs> I would say oh yeah it's the Spanish heritage it's when the Chattanooga lookouts become the Chattanooga bananas <laughs> And Kyle, what, what's it really? What it, is what is it? It means mountains. It means mountains. <laughs> it means mountains. So you didn't miss it much. You didn't okay. miss it much. So, so it wasn't far off at all. No, so, Manners, mountain, same thing. So so Rich, I want to let you know that I'm having trouble keeping my composure because I have actually been around Cubmaster Kyle in both scouting and non-scouting environments where he has been asked about his fantastic hat. Yeah. To which he replies Oh, yeah, it's the Nanners. <laughs> Rock solid. I, I, I think Rich is thinking like me. We thought our friends were had a little bit higher intelligence. <laughs> the entertainment are. value, though, oh, Sean. The oh. entertainment All right, value I'm gonna, is high. I'm going to take this ship and get it back on the okay. straight and narrow. <laughs> right. Rich, welcome to Scott on Chattanooga. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, baseball season is just around the corner. Woo! Early April, like yeah, around yeah. the eleventh. April twelfth. April twelfth is our home opener. April we open 12th. on the road this year on April 9th. We're up in Tennessee, but the one that counts is April twelfth, right here in Chattanooga. So yeah, we're right around the corner, getting ready to start. We were super looking forward to it, and let me tell you what a difference we have come from from a year ago when we first had you on this podcast. Wow, yeah, when it was like over Zoom nowadays, and we have you in the studio, and there's going to be 
live baseball with a full crowd all season long. I know that y'all are, are getting super excited down there at AT&T Field. Well, and it's just it's just the things you're talking about, Kyle. It's the idea that it's going to be a normal, and I guess normal's new today, whatever whatever it is today, but yeah. it's going to be full capacity crowds. It's going to be, you know, the stuff that, we, that we're that we used to seeing down at, uh, at AT&T Field. So we're super excited to be a couple weeks away and, and ready to get this thing started. And, and will there be full um, room for cup snakes? What are what are have cups? You, have you seen? Oh a, no, a, I have, I have, I know. It. Yeah, Kyle, I'm do you know what I'm, I'm talking sure we'll about? See one or two of those. Yeah, I'm sure that'll come up somewhere. What is that? That's just that's when that's when people drink enough beverages and get all their friends together and they can just make a huge stack of cups. Cups. You know what's <laughs> funny, Rich? I was at one game and you know there was this guy who was you know yelling he was like cup snake cup snake and he was building the cups mm-hmm. and then he yells one more time he's like come on do it for the nanners get the cups together <laughs> come on <laughs> was it you kyle no uh, rich I, I can only assume we're going to have a, a lot of the traditional nights that the lookouts are known for for example used car nights i guess it'll be back as big as ever we're going we're going to the same model we had last year you know a lot of terrible things i mean horrific things that happened in the last two years in, mm-hmm. in our in our society but mm-hmm. you know some of the things that we learned during the during the pandemic are really going to help us out as we go forward so we've always done one day in august and a used car night and we give away 12 used cars and, and all that kind of stuff and it's been great um, this past year we went to because the capacity restrictions we couldn't have 6,000 people in the facility mm-hmm. so we didn't want to do an event where we were giving away 12 you know 12 cars to you know 1500 2,000 people so we have gone to used car night every single Saturday night so we're gonna give away 12 used cars this year every single Saturday night you come to the ballpark you get a chance to, to leave with a car a new car to you yeah, so it's exciting. Hold on, and they're a whole on, lot on. nicer than they were when I first started. Kyle, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it, it is, when, back in Ingle Stadium, back in old time days, you yeah, have to was, push them around. You didn't know that that thing was going to come around the warning track. They are nice cars these yeah. days, man. They, uh-huh. they do. There are our dealers. Tennessee Valley Federal Credit Union goes out there and gets all these cars together for us, and they just do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. They're unbelievably good cars. And on top of it, from this time last year till now. They're valued at thirty to forty percent more. <laughs> that is very true. Well, Sean, Sean, I was wondering. I was like, I had this this terrible sinking feeling in my stomach when he said it's all twelve Saturdays. So, is there only twelve Saturdays that you can go see the lookouts? That is true. Only twelve. Saturdays. Holy, holy crap! Mm-hmm. There's also. I gotta get Fridays. some of this booked. 12 Fridays, 12 Sundays, 12 Tuesdays. Jared, that's that's it? That sinking feeling was lunch we had before the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the nice thing, and just so you know, is if you buy um, the Cherokee Area Council camp card from your local scouts, there's buy one, get one Chattanooga Lookouts tickets on there for Sunday through Thursday games, I believe. You're 100% right. There you go. 100% right. You're right. right. Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to going, Rich. I'm looking no, we're forward looking to forward to it. It's kind of like you know the weather's changed a little bit, and 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 it's it's kind of feels like baseball out there now. So yeah, we're ready to go and and excited about the year. The, we've had an unbelievably great off season. You know, there's been a lot of turmoil a lot around, and you know, about two or three years ago, we were on the cutting blocks with my, Major League Baseball, and now mm-hmm. we're back in, and now we're talking about new stadiums and those kind of things. We have had more support on the on the sponsorship side this year than I can ever remember having. Um, All right, you know, that's great. Our, our ticket sales are great so far. Our season ticket sales are through the roof. There's there's a there's a groundswell of support right now out there for mm-hmm. the lookouts, and it's been it's been very rewarding to be a part of it. Rich, I got to hand it to you because when you look at the last two years of your world, 
it's been somewhat chaos at times meaning this pandemic put you out of business at a few different moments throughout there's there's been challenges where you've been up to half capacity there's been a change in your organization mm-hmm. uh and you guys have came out the other side and the future looks even bigger and brighter than ever you're you're sharing with us uh, sponsorship is the best mm-hmm. you've ever seen it mm-hmm. there's uh, also a lot of hope and uh, uh dreams for the future mm-hmm. of at&t field mm-hmm. and that kind of leads us into our next topic we've been seeing some of the stuff in the news media regarding the dream and the ambition that the chattanooga lookouts need a new stadium at some point in the future sort of uh, give us a, a quick overview of where we are today with that and maybe what chattanooga can expect well we we are there it's a, it's a couple different levels here number one the lookouts do need a new baseball stadium one of the things that the reason we were on the list to be contracted for minor league baseball was because our stadium is not up to, to facility standards with a piece of property that we sit on there's really no no room for expansion of clubhouses showers that kind of stuff so we are in a we're in a position right now where fixing AT&T really isn't a viable option at all. Secondly, you know, when you talk to both mayors, we've had we've had wonderful conversations with our local delegations. I mean, just great conversations with both mayors, and they're both on board. And, and as as we've read in the past in the newspaper, uh, they are both 100% on board with a new facility. But they'll both tell you this is not about a baseball stadium. This is about development for the city of Chattanooga. There's a piece of property on the south side of town, right as you're coming into town from from Nashville. That's kind of been a blight for the last 20 plus years. It's mm-hmm. a, it's an empty old steel mill, and nothing is there. And when everyone's driving in from Nashville, that's the first thing they see in our city. So the mayors know, um, and and when we'll go into that for a second, but the mayors know that if 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 we get a baseball stadium okayed and ready to go, I mean they've got core out of Nashville is ready to build, put 150 million dollars worth of development on that site. We've got other people who are lined up to put development on that site if a baseball stadium goes there. Both mayors will stand in front of you and tell you, this is not about a baseball stadium for Chattanooga. This is about development of of more development in Chattanooga and development of a specific site in Chattanooga. And, you know, the fact is, baseball stadium is really, really important for Rich Mazingo, but it's, for the rest of us, it's probably not that important. However, development and continuing to grow our unbelievably great city is, is of key importance for us. It, our riverfront is a prime example. I remember when the riverfront in that side of Chattanooga was a part of town you didn't even want to be in Mm -hmm. back when I was growing up and in the early 80s. Then they built the Tennessee Aquarium, and it was like the anchor that totally revitalized that portion of Chattanooga. And that's the way I sort of see, and I would think you would agree, Rich, that's how I sort of see that uh, uh, south side, the foot of Lookout Mountain becoming... Mm -hmm with AT&T Field. Well, and you know, a lot of similarities between the two projects you're talking about too, Sean. When when they decided that they were going to do, there was, there was public money in the Chattanooga Aquarium or the Tennessee Aquarium as well. And, and they got to a point where they needed a little parcel of land and people went nuts. They're like, we can't, we're not just going to give someone that land. What, what would Chattanooga be without the Tennessee Aquarium today? I mean, mm-hmm. it has absolutely spurned everything that's everything that's happened downtown and and i'm like you sean i think this could be the thing that that continues to 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 develop and build that south side yeah so i want to point out something that you said um i think sean said it just in passing that it's important because as i've been thinking as you know my son and my family were big fans right Mm -hmm. and uh you know theodore's got a picture with louis the lookout Mm -hmm. and i think he says it with a y it's like you You look look out which is uh, really cute but um you know i was thinking i was like man what's it going to be like if we don't have the stadium downtown 
And then I was thinking about this new location you're talking about and realizing you're actually closer to Lookout Mountain at the new location. So the lookouts are going to be right at the bottom of Lookout Mountain, which no, is pretty neat. It's absolutely true, but you know, and people talk about, man, you're you're moving so far out or or whatever and if we if we're fortunate to have the opportunity to do that, it is literally 1.6 miles from home plate to home plate. So we, I mean, you can walk from from the stadium we're at right now to where the new stadium will be. Mm-hmm. People that live on that riverside will be will be within walking distance. The um the the Tennessee River Walk goes right through the property. I mean, it'll that's go, cool. It'll go right by the ballpark. I didn't realize that. You know, you want to you want to come park somewhere and ride a bike down there. It'll be a fantastic ride for 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 the night. So mm-hmm. it is it is just not you know Chattanooga is not Los Angeles or or New York City. It's not you know forty five minutes across town. You know, it's it's literally. 1.6 miles, so and it's, it's super accessible to anybody. So, Sean, I know you have all these questions about the facilities, but a question I have goes back to the scouting report, which is, <laughs> tell us about the team. How's the team going to be? Do we stand a chance? We were close. We had we had a chance right at the end last year. Uh, had a hot streak and, and almost made playoffs. Uh, any idea how it's going to look this year? Here's, here's the thing I'm positive about. If we are really, really good in the first half, we're going to be really, really bad in the second half. <laughs> you know, we're a, we're a Major League Baseball affiliate. If, uh-huh. if, if we have guys that are hot and they're playing great, they're going to move up. And and if you're not playing that well, you got a decent chance of rebuilding for the second half. And that's kind of the beauty of minor league baseball and, and getting to see these guys develop as not only baseball players but as young men and 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 hopefully contributing to the Cincinnati Reds and and what they try to do is the in the future. Rich, Columbia, South Carolina. Yes. I understand that that is a sort of a role model to Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Tell us why and tell us about a recent visit that you and some others made. Absolutely. We uh, we had the opportunity to take both mayors to, to Columbia, South Carolina. We had uh, some city council members, some county commissioners go over there with us. And and the, the reason it's important to us, Sean, is six years ago on that site, they have a 188-acre site. In, in Columbia, South Carolina. And six years ago, there was nothing on that site. Literally not a business, not anything at all. They built the baseball stadium right in the middle of that site. And in five years, five and a half years, there's over $650 million worth of development on that 188 acres. I'm wow. not talking about surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about on that plot of land. And then you look at the the similarities between what we have with 141 acres down to the Wheeland Foundry US pipe site and, and what we're talking about Literally what we're talking about, walking in the door with, with CORE out of Nashville and, and other people ready to jump on board, I mean, it's a very similar possibility. If, and if you can, if there's something that you can do to, to spur, you know, $600 million, $700 million, we think the site, we think the site built out is, is probably in excess of $1.5 billion in development in the city of Chattanooga. Wow. Now, wow. once again, that won't happen in year one or year two. But if, 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 if we do what we're talking about doing right now, we're talking about opening the site with over $200 million of development on that site probably as we as we start the ballgame. Wow. That's pretty exceptional. It is. It's an amazing it's – it's a, it's a math problem. It's absolutely a math problem. Is, is Does this make sense for us to do to develop this amount of property? And the, the second part about that, and people don't, don't talk about this side of it, you know – if, if we do vacate the spot we're on in the middle of downtown, that might be the hottest property in the southeastern United States of America. I mean, there's going to be something unbelievably cool that's going to end up where the ballpark is right this minute. Mm-hmm. And once again, that's another business, another another uh, you know another person on the tax rolls for the city of Chattanooga. And uh, once again, we're talking about building tax revenues throughout the throughout the course of this. So the other element of the scouting report it's very important to me and Cubmaster Kyle. Okay. 
the concessions and food. Are there going to be any new concessions and food, or are we are we stand by staples? Kyle, you want to add to this? Okay, we'll come back to you. There are there are a, a couple of new offerings at the ballpark this year. We've had we've had great success figuring out what what people buy, what people don't buy. You know, we're we're going to have some healthy options out there this year. But the fact is, the vast majority of what we sell is hot dogs and chicken fingers, and, and we sell them like crazy, and and people love them. And um, we're going to continue to build on that. We're looking at changing our menus a little bit upstairs in the uh, in the suite area, um, but it's it's kind of an ongoing process for us. And, you know what what's very interesting right now. You know, you you kind of hit on it earlier, Sean. Uh, you know, the prices over the last couple of years have just gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you will not find at the ballpark this year is chicken wings. Because chicken wings are so expensive right now, what we what we'd have to charge is just a ridiculous number, and I'm not willing to do it. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you've had chicken wings right. out and enjoyed chicken wings in the past, that's we're gonna have to go someplace else for those right now. <laughs> Get those mm-hmm. on the way to the ballpark. Yeah, I yeah. tell you what is a big seller, and that is moon pies. And that <laughs> the reason for that is we this past fall we had our first ever moon pie sale for the cherokee area council and i want to bring this up because the chattanooga lookouts is such a huge supporter of scouting in our area and and rich you are as well coming up may 1st we're doing something special with the lookouts on on sunday may 1st you're going to see a lot of uniforms walking around there with moon pie patches and that's all because these kids work to earn their way in scouting and as a reward they get to bring their families and come to a lookouts game for free and i just want to say thank y'all for that man um, that's, that's for rewarding them it's such a big deal to us and and i am a we are huge supporters of the of the of the, of the cherokee area council i've got two kids that went through the the cherokee area council two two eagle scouts actually uh, who've come out of the Cherokee Area Council. And this was just an opportunity for us to give back a little bit. So, like you said, on May 1st, if you've sold if you've sold a moon pie this year in the Cherokee Area region, we're going to give you a ticket. We're also going to feed you that day to come out. We'll do a pregame parade. We'll let the scouts parade on the field before the game starts and, and just enjoy a baseball game. And, you know, if, if you have the opportunity to be in scouts or, or your kids have the opportunity to be in scouts, fact is it's just going to make them better people and better mm-hmm. people for our society and we'd love to reward and be a part of 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 just that and you know i'll be doing play-by-play with larry ward that day wow i'm just kidding that's worth that's <laughs> worth kidding. tuning in for i'm not gonna scare y'all with that, that would be worth tuning in for. <laughs> hey rich you can there hear you can hear the you can hear the phone calls now saying, hold please, on when did we become the him. when did we become the chattanooga nanners <laughs> i'm not letting this go kyle <laughs> rich, that's apparent we're about to come to a close but i wanted to ask this one last question for a young man out there or a young lady that's mm-hmm. listening that uh, is looking for something to do this summer, you may have some job opportunities. Is that shocking, correct? Shocking as it may seem, I have tons. We are in a different world right now, guys. It, it, has, been, it has been the most challenging year. While we've had unbelievable support on the ticket side, on the sponsorship side, we are, we are still in need of bodies for our, for our uh, game day staff. So if you're looking for something to do this summer, if you're a young person, you're looking for a first job, if you're a, a person, maybe a teacher or someone who doesn't work during the summer, you're looking for a job, or, or you're, a, you're a person that's, that's, that's already done your career and just looking to get off the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, Tracy and I talk about it all the time at our house. What are we going to do tonight besides sit on the couch? Um, and if you want to come out and work for the Lookouts, we'd love to have you this year. We've got positions open still. And uh, if you go to lookouts.com, you'll be able to find an, an application or just pick up the phone and call me. Man, we'd love to find a spot for you to come out and work for us this year. You know, that's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Have you ever hired scouts 
um, for any of your staff? Do you know? I, I know you hired so many people, it's probably hard to to weed out those no, few. But, but the answer is the answer is unequivocally yes. I mean, I've got I've got two I've got two scouts coming to work for me this year. I got two Eagle Scouts coming to work for me this year. They're going to work in our picnic area this year. Oh, awesome! Um, you know, we've got the, the the Mazingo kids have worked there. There there's a there's a handful of scouts that have worked for us, and you know, it's 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 just a fantastic place. It's a great it's a great great first job for people. You know, you have to show up on time. You have to wear your uniform. You have to you have to deal with other employees. You have to deal with your boss. Um, and it's about four hours a night, so it's not overly taxing. You, you, you know, you're a week on and then a week off, so it's a, it's a, it's a pretty light schedule, but it, it gives you the opportunity to know what it's like to be in the real world and, and have a real job, so it's, mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic place to be. And like I said, if you're an older person and you're just looking to get off the couch, man, I'll, I'll take care of four or five hours every night for you. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that beats what I do, which is come to the stadium and eat a bunch of food and sit and enjoy a game and have to you, spend money for it. You come to the baseball stadium and give me $44, or you can come work and I can uh-huh. give you $44, whatever I think, it is. Whatever I think Miss Ashley's the one giving yeah. the money. She's yeah. taking Theodore to go on these, these drink. You know, let's get a drink and coming back with like the baseball bat and the glove. And it's a the, win. It's a win for Rich. Ice cream. So, Jared, Rich, thanks for what you do. Rich would probably even hire you on the spot if you came and uh, asked for a job. Hey, you know what? I would try. I would try hard to get that job. And y- y'all don't even doubt that. I'd be. I'd be like on the spot. Hey, Sean, you're looking for work. You want to? Yeah, That's you're right. retired, yeah, Sean. Yeah, retired, you would, you would be great I, at I got all kinds of free time, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, before we come to a close, uh, Jared, any final thoughts or comments with, for Rich before we, uh, yeah. before we go? You know, it's kind of funny. I had just gotten to town when we started this podcast about six months after I got to town. I think that's right, Kyle, right? About mm-hmm. six months. Yeah. And uh, Rich was our first guest on the podcast. And I had I had met with Rich and interacted with him a, a couple times prior to that. I've met and interacted with Rich so many more times in that year. And I know we shared about it in our opening segment, but Rich, you are just one of, and you may not think this, so you may laugh, but you're one of the most positive and uplifting people in this town. And on behalf of all the nonprofit community and the business community, I wanna thank you for that. Because the lookouts some could see is just entertainment some could see is just business and the future development thereof that you mentioned but what you bring is you you bring it as it's really a cheerleader for the city of chattanooga and for that i say thank you man that that means the world to me and and i'm telling you there i i I love chattanooga i love the direction chattanooga is going i love the direction chattanooga has been i think only brighter things are in the future but but to hear something like that just warms my heart and i appreciate it very very much okay back to you kyle I'm just excited about moon pies and <laughs> scouts. Moon pies. Pretty hot dogs. Back to food. <laughs> You're supposed to say I'm really I'm disturbed that there's not going to be any chicken wings. <laughs> well, I'm just glad too that uh, the Lookouts found a way to make Rich a owner in Woo! the organization, so that Chattanooga got to keep him. Amen. Because I can see where a man like him would be in high demand in cities far bigger than Chattanooga is. Well, I got to tell you, I love it here. Tracy and I love it here. It's been a great place to to raise the boys. And uh, yeah, I I hope to be here for an awful long time. All right. Rich, thank you so much for your time. Lookouts.com for more information. Lookouts.com, you can get it all. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, it is time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. More Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. 
We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where Scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. My name is Kathleen, and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities, and we make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun, we play sports, and go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the best versions of themselves. Visit BeAScout.org to find a pack near you. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life Scout with an incredible story. All right, and welcome into this month's edition of our Campfire Conversation where we talk to real Scouts about real Scouty things. And today, we have a very special Scout with us, Jacob Belial from uh, Austin, Texas, as a matter of fact. Troop 310 in Austin, Texas. But, uh, Jacob, you are actually here in Chattanooga. You go to Macaulay School, is that correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. And, Jacob, we wanted to have you on, number one, because you recently got your Eagle Scout with your unit back in Austin. So we want to talk a little bit about your scouting experience. Plus, you do something really cool that, um, well, Jared and I do as well. <laughs> We'll get into that here in a little bit. But first, I want to ask you a little bit about your uh, scouting experience. Jacob, when did you get started in scouting? Um, so I got started in scouting. It's kind of a funny story. Uh, my friend back home, his name's Alex Brown. We always loved to go camping, and his dad uh, did Boy Scouts himself. So he started a Cub Scout troop while we were in, like, lower school. Um, and so – for me, it was just an excuse to go camping on the weekends. That's why I started doing it. Um, and then I just fell in love with it. And after Cub Scouts, I was like, yeah, we'll give Boy Scouts a whirl. And so then I went up through the ranks and loved every bit of it. Is there something about your time in Cub Scouts that you just look back fondly on that you can remember maybe of one particular camping trip or something like that? Uh, yeah, the camping trips. My dad is not a huge camper. Um, my family's not very outdoorsy. I'm definitely the most outdoorsy of the bunch. Um, so seeing them, seeing my dad especially trying to get in the camping scene was always funny. He always brought like the cot because he didn't want to sleep on the floor and stuff like that uh, to save his back, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was always fun. That's what I blame it on these days too. It's my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you went through cub scouts you crossed over into scouts bsa and then you worked up through the rank of eagle uh looking back i mean kind of the same question but looking back on your time as in scouts bsa was there one or two events that kind of stood out to you uh in your time in austin my i think my scouting experience was a little unique because my troop or my patrol inside of our troop we were the first uh group to go through and it was only like eight of us and we were all best friends so it was much smaller than especially in austin you have a lot of the larger troops um so it was much smaller so it's just like we were just friends hanging out that's kind of how we saw it all the time so um but one of my favorite trips is we hiked about 100 miles on the pacific crest trail up in oregon wow and that was just a bunch of fun and i i love that trip even thinking back on it i want to go back tomorrow if someone's like let's go back tomorrow i'd 
I do it in a heartbeat. Um, in a heartbeat. So it was just a lot of a lot of trips like those because we were so small. We could do a lot of unique and different trips. Um, like we went sailing around the Bahamas. Um, it was just it was a different different kind of experience, I guess, than most people. Do you remember what you had to do for your project? Yeah. So uh, we I worked with a. It's called Community Surf First. It's called Community First. Sorry. Um, and they help homeless people kind of get off the streets and they provide them a home and like give them a job in like a small community area. And so I emailed them and they offered me this idea of building a bat house as a natural insect repellent in kind of an area where there was a lot of mosquitoes. So I, but like, there's a lot of research with bats that I didn't really know because I had to, one side had to be dark and the other side had to be light because of the migration. And then you had to orient it specific way like um like north and south it was it was a lot more interesting than i thought it was gonna be i thought i was just kind of like dig a hole put a post it was it was a lot more than that um and then in texas you know digging digging a deep hole through all the limestone that's not a simple task either so i recruited both of my older brothers and um kind of tortured them for two days to build that hole so that was yeah that was my project that's really cool so can you talk about, like, you talked a little bit about your Bahamas trip. You talked about the Pacific Crest Trail. Was there something that was really truly challenging for you on either part of those expeditions? Maybe a really positive learning experience? Um, yeah. Something that I kind of wrote my college essay about the Pacific Crest Trail is the idea of, like, having the essentials that you need, um, and I, like, I didn't really know what to expect on the hike, uh, especially with like what gear I needed. It was kind of my first big backpacking trip. So the idea that the positive idea that I took away from it and kind of related it back to like my life outside of scouts is like having that core essential bag of all the things that you're going to need. Cause through those treks, um, like you get thirsty and you need a water bottle or you need your life straw that filters for you and you need like cooking material that, is much smaller and compact. So kind of like taking that idea of like having the essentials with you through like the walk of life is a positive idea that I took from that trip. Wow. That is, that is a really good point. So tell us a little bit about how you got into, what is it? Uh, the, the worst kept secret on Macaulay campus, tornado talk. Am I getting that right? Yes. Tornado <laughs> talk. So tell us a little bit about tornado talk. So Tornado Talk is a student-led podcast that kind of focuses mostly on the the student life and um, just kind of like the untold experience of Macaulay kind of like it's an all-boys school and everyone hears how amazing it is, but it's more of a lighthearted, like hear the fun stories, um, what do kids like to do on the weekends, um, more just like student-focused and just hearing like what a true experience is like at Macaulay, which is really cool to hear a lot of different people talk about it and i just love it so it's almost like a behind the scenes thing yeah a little bit so like when you come for admissions um of course like you hear how awesome the school is because it's amazing but you don't really hear like all the funny like dorm stories if we have a boarding student or like the weird classroom where like the kid asked if he could bring out a snack and like pulls out a pineapple as a joke and like you don't really hear that <laughs> You don't really hear all of those funny stories. Um, that really like. Like hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 back up. Let's back up. So when you say pulls out a pineapple, are we talking like an actual pineapple, like, like the fruit pineapple with like the skin and the spines and all that all over it? Like SpongeBob's house, the pineapple. Pulls it out of the pineapple. 
puts it on the desk. I'm gonna have to do that next time we record the our podcast, uh, Cub Master Kyle. We just whip out fantastic. a pumpkin, like a huge pumpkin. And I'm just gonna <laughs> cut that top off that pumpkin and just get a spoon, and just dig in. So yeah, it's just it's kind of highlighting the like stories that truly make Macaulay Macaulay like. A lot. It's a school, but it's also just a lot of fun. And it's a place where a lot of kids make memories. So what made you want to get into podcasting in the first place? Was that something that you just kind of fell into? Was it something you wanted to do? My brother, my oldest brother is a big fan of Joe Rogan's. And so I actually didn't really like podcasts when it first, like when I first listened to him, uh, he would always put Joe Rogan on and I'd be like, yeah, like I'll listen to it, but I didn't really want to. I I'm kind of a visual guy, so it was a little boring for me. But then after, like, the second episode, I was like, hey, he's, he's pretty funny. Like, this is kind of cool. It's kind of here to people, like, just talk back to each other, like a conversation. And so then the opportunity came up, and I got an email that was like, do you want to apply to be a Tornado Talk? podcast host and i was like yeah sure i was a junior and i was just like yeah let's try it out let's see if i even get it i didn't even think i was gonna get it i was like might as well try and then i i got the the spot as a co-host and i just fell in love with it because i i like talking as you can tell i'm kind of just rambling over here (laughs) but i like talking so it was just a just having conversations was easy for me and so i just i love talking to people so is there any skills that you think that you developed being a scouts bsa troop member that kind of help you on your day-to-day of recording this podcast yeah i think a lot of the the leadership aspects of it i was a patrol leader um for my patrol and our troop so just talking with my co-host and our producer like just bouncing ideas and the idea of like communicating and not just thinking my idea is the best idea and no one else's um because a lot of times in patrol meetings are when we would do troop meetings, it would be like, oh, let's go here. And so yeah, you have to balance everyone. Like if they wanted to go to Pertinous Falls to like do a camp out or somebody wanted to go to Camp Mabry, it's like just seeing, finding that common ground and seeing how you can work things out is something that I took away from Boy Scouts. And I definitely relate to the podcast. So asking for a friend, do you have any experience dealing with like other podcast hosts and like if you have issues with them like how to resolve those issues asking for a friend of course (laughs) well if you're asking for a friend i think buying them food is always always a good call Uh, (laughs) nice nice giving them nice presents you know surprising them with stuff is always good uh no No, i just no pineapples no no (laughs) uh, i mean if they're into pineapple i'm personally not a pineapple guy so i wouldn't bring me a pineapple Aaron, just so you know, my love language is uh, receiving gifts and food. <laughs> I know so what kind of gifts. Cubmaster Kyle has uh, admitted his newfound appreciation of vinyl records on our show, actually, the last uh, episode that we aired. And so um, I guess I could get Cubmaster Kyle a, a vinyl record. I hear he prefers wildlife sounds. <laughs> I, I think he would. I think he would really like that. I'm going to speak for him. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, Jared has made this thing take a turn for the worse. So, so Jacob, if you were going to, if there's a, a young person out there who maybe they're in Cub Scouts, and but they're not sure if they're going to cross over into Boy Scouts and kind of commit that next step, get to those treks, get to those journeys, get to that Eagle Scout, would you give them any specific advice? And if so, what would it be? Yeah, I would, I would say just try it out. I was... Personally, I was hesitant at first because Cub Scouts, 
Cub Scouts, you still have to do a lot of things, but it's a little more relaxed because you're younger, so it's less. And so the idea of Boy Scouts to me, I was like, well, I don't want to just do merit badges all day and like all this. And I sat down with my mom and she was like, just try it. Just try it for like a couple, like a month or two, and we'll see where you still fall. And so I would say just try it because after I tried it, I mean, filling out marriage badges isn't the most amazing thing ever, but the the memories that you make and just camping and being outside and learning things that a lot of the time you don't, you kind of don't get out of a school education, I would say, like the personal management badge and things like that and like life-saving and just like skills that you don't get from day-to-day experiences, I think are so key um, in life. And so I would say, just try it, just try it out. Very cool, Jacob. Well, I know that you're about to um, graduate when, uh, like May, right? Yes. May 15th is the date. Wow. Where so, are you headed? Uh, I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, I have my top three, but I still haven't, still haven't chosen. My top three are TCU, Texas A&M or Georgia. Those are my top three. So go dogs. Yeah, you, Master Kyle's a big Georgia fan. Yeah, every everyone up here, I tell my top three too. They all say "Go Dogs" too. So maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe I've so. heard really good things about TCU. I've, I've had some good friends come from there. So, but but dogs are better. <laughs> just you know, just saying. It's the horny toads, man. Yeah, it, it's a it's hard. It's tough to choose. You know, Four what are you going to study? I'm thinking kinesiology, and then like sports science and then the track. I don't know if I want to go kind of like physician, like a PA school or physical therapy. Those are my two rough ideas, but I'm, uh, I'm just 18. I'm still figuring everything out. (laughs) Well, I'm confident with the skills that you've already demonstrated throughout this conversation, that if you don't know what you're going to do, you'll figure it out. And if you're missing something that you need along the way, you'll reach back into that bag of your essentials that you, that you talked about earlier and one of those is bravery and confidence and just a can-do attitude. You'll get you'll get it done. I have every confidence of that, Jacob. Thank you. My mom said at, at least I can talk my way through life. If it gets <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's what Cutmaster Kyle tells me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, Jacob, she- thanks so much for joining us. Um, don't forget to check out Tornado Talk, the podcast coming out of Macaulay. You'll only get to hear a few more episodes with Jacob on it before he moves on away from us. I know. So, so sad. sad. So sad. So, Jacob, where do we where do we check out your podcast? Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's just Tornado Talk podcast. All right. Well, thanks for uh, coming on with us today, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Great conversation and a great opportunity to catch up with the president of your Chattanooga Lookouts, Rich Mazingo. He's a member of the board for the Cherokee Area Council, as well as uh, now a part owner in the Chattanooga Lookouts and uh, has given back to the community in such such big ways, which we have talked about here on today's uh, podcast, but a lot of exciting things in the future. One thing that we didn't um, bring up with Rich or come into the conversation is one of the challenges that Rich is faced with for Major League Baseball is the fact that 
the stadium is not adequate enough to meet the future of their standards and expectations Mm -hmm. for minor league baseball clubs in cities across the country so between that and all the other things that rich shared with us they're feeling a lot of pressure from major league baseball that they have got to get themselves more up to date more modernized and being able to uh, accommodate uh, minor league baseball in a much bigger way than they already do and you know with all that pressure that he faces he's still just such a uplifting and positive guy like i just love Every time that I get to be able to have a conversation with Rich, I just feel positive about life. He just brings that out in people, I feel like. I agree completely. So that means you're going to leave the studio today being a much better person. I am, yeah. Because Good of deal. Scouts and because of Rich Mazingo. All right. Good deal. <laughs> and because of you, gentlemen. <laughs> you looked at, for, uh, for our listeners, he looked at me when he said, you gentlemen. Yeah. So... He didn't. Look I don't know at me. what that means, Sean. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> and uh, let me also bring up that it, it was awesome to talk to um, Jacob from the Tornado Talk podcast, an Eagle Scout from Austin, Texas, uh, coming on as part of our campfire conversation. Just hearing, you know, how scouting changed his life and and set him up for success in high school as well as what the future may hold for him. You know, you're exactly right. And I think it really is a is a terrific parallel to what Rich is going through with the Chattanooga Lookouts as Jacob shared with, with me and Cubmaster Kyle that um, he felt like learning the essentials that he needed to bring with him on his adventures was important to him. And right now, Rich is looking for our support from the community, from the scouting community, from the greater Chattanooga uh, community to support bringing the essentials for a new stadium to town mm-hmm. so that it can better the whole city, not just the Chattanooga Lookouts. It's not about that. And I think we heard that over and over again with Rich's comments. It's about the future development, the future development mm-hmm. of what, Kyle? Of, of Chattanooga. Chattanooga. And it, it's not just about the Lookouts. And to add to the support, and he could really use this from the Boy Scout community, is the fact he needs people. He needs young men and women to come and work at AT&T Field. Mm-hmm. As he shared his, uh, off the air with us today, he could hire 50 people right now and still not have enough staff. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And, and, and I thought to myself, too, Sean, I was like, man, why didn't I know that was an option? Like in high school, like to be able to go and spend, you know, you know, you spend, what, three or four nights in a row at the baseball stadium doing mm-hmm. that. And then you have a week off. You don't have to do it again for another two weeks. So it's just this really tight, condensed, easy to schedule time where you can learn the job essentials that we've talked about a mm-hmm. couple of times about being in the workforce, um, get compensated and work for a really great organization. If you're a young man out there and you got a loud voice that says popcorn, hot dogs, Cokes, they need you. Or or girl. <laughs> Go through the stadium and yell yeah. those yell that out. Boy or girl. Well, that's true. Anyone. That's true. Yeah. And please help them. Where did he say that we could go? Lookouts.com? Lookouts.com. Lookouts.com. Yeah. You can apply there. Apply there. Or he said call him. So I guess you just cold call the uh, the office and say, hey, Rich told me I could get a oh, job. Oh, let's just give Rich a cell phone out right now. Yeah, we'll do, <laughs> he, he, do that. You, be, you, you do that, Kyle. He would be cool with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we have closing comments, Jared, I wanted you to remind folks, save the date. Save the date for the annual event the friends of scouting luncheon i believe this is the 18th or 19th annual mm-hmm. friends of scouting luncheon supporting all the great work we do here at the cherokee area council of the boy scouts of america august the 30th 2022 august 30th 2022 
11.30 a.m. That's when luncheon starts. And uh, we have a fantastic guest speaker, Kevin Lace. It's spelled L-A-C-Z, but pronounced Lace. He was the, uh, if you're familiar with the movie American Sniper, which documents uh, the tale of a military personnel overseas working through some some trauma. Um, he was Chris Kyle, the American Sniper's best friend, mm-hmm. and actually was a consultant for that movie before they ended up putting him in the movie. He actually played he plays himself, himself in yeah. the movie and is a life scout, was in scouting himself, mm-hmm. and has kids in scouting, and is almost a local in that he is currently living in Atlanta, just to our south. So oh, it's wow. going to be really, yeah, so it's going to be really exciting to hear from him. So please um, talk to anyone you know on the board. We can get you sorted out to be a table host right now. Um, if you're looking to host the table, um, jared.pickens at scouting.org. Happy to work with that for you. Or and you can just call Kyle. His nickname was Dauber. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what Chris Kyle uh, called him. And so we're, we're really looking forward to that. August the 30th, 1130. Save your table now. All right. Uh, come, Master Kyle, any uh, closing comments? Well, I was thinking about your WhatsApp earlier and, you know, how we need to, to, you know, we don't know how much time we have left on this earth. And it leads me back to a quote that I use with my scouts a lot and just with life in general and that is always remember that yesterday is history there's nothing you can change about it and tomorrow is a mystery you just you don't know what's going to happen but today is an opportunity and it's especially an opportunity for you to make the difference in someone else's life and i i implore you to take that opportunity and to do your good turn very well said all right jared any uh, closing comments you know what i'm not going to top that kyle that was fantastic I'm going to dedicate the rest of the day to seizing it as an opportunity. Seize it. All right. Uh, Anything that we need to be aware of that the scouts are needing support of as far as any sales of cards or anything like that? No, you can just uh, go to your um, local unit and ask to buy some camp cards for them with all kinds of discounts. And then Scouting for Food has just been announced that we'll be doing throughout the month of April to uh, raise food for the Chattanooga Area Food Bank. And Sean, something that um, me and Kyle had talked about offline is we would like to ask all of our listeners, if you enjoy this show, mm-hmm. please share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. Have them listen to it and then ask them what they thought about it and give us some feedback as a, as a committed listener and a subscriber to the podcast. We'd love to know what your friend's impressions are of the podcast. So please help us get a few more new people's opinions on what's going on. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page and do what Jared just suggested, and that is uh, make any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I am Sean Whitfield, and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area.